Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, peace. Welcome, everybody, to Zodiac Lovers, man. I am your host, Ampu, the urban guru, rolling with my partner, Nikki Builder. Today, we are discussing selfish love versus self-love, and it's going to be an exciting show today. But before we jump into that, let us take some announcements from our sponsor, East Lighthouse Network. What you got for us, Noble? Man, it's about to get uh, real, real, very, very, very real. Yeah, we got, um, first thing is the Toel Love Fund, man. A lot of people um, may not know about it. It's something that, you know, we really don't advertise a lot, but it's one thing that I'm going to have to really push to the forefront uh, 2017 and beyond because it's a magnificent thing. If you go over to myastrologycoach.com, you click on the membership tab, you see something called the Toel Love Fund. And actually, this month is the six-year anniversary. I got to get me some of them horns from Drink Champs. Damn it, make some noise for paying people's bills for six years, all right? $13 a month, and the way it works is real simple, man. We just say, hey, four people, it's four people's turn on the list, and then whatever the pot is, we divide it by four, and we pay the bill, or we send it to your PayPal, and you handle the bill yourself and whatnot, and then the next four people in line, the next month, you, you get the pot. So it's none of that, you know, it's none of that uh, other stuff people be doing. I don't know how you even do it. It's too complicated for my mind, but it's just real simple, $13 a month to help a fellow member in need, and then at the end of the month, it just get cashed out, divided evenly by four people, man. So the Toel Love Fund, helping people pay their bills, $13 a month. What's realer than that, all right? So that's something that you can do. I, I highly recommend it, man, because it's just it's powerful. And some of the perks that you get with that, too, uh, when we do these workshops, like we in Vegas, March the 18th, um, for the Imagine Prosperity workshop, you can get to that via My Astrology Coach. Click on the Events tab. You can go to either webinars or you can go to retreats. That's there in Vegas. But people that's in the Toel Love Fund, they get the membership discount, uh, which is usually $100 less. In the, uh, than the general public price, you know what I mean, just for being part of the love fund. But definitely check us out, man, because we in Vegas on the Imagine Prosperity Workshop, myself, the Prime Minister, which is uh, Minister Jew, of course, you know, we in Vegas doing Imagine Prosperity, most importantly, giving you guys the techniques of um, uh, the things that we've done uh, and, and for ourselves and for other people to help facilitate um, growth and, and, and development in, in, inside of their desired field of uh, interest, you know what I mean? So definitely be there. I'm going to have some pretty expensive technology um, available. It's so dope because we hear about it all the time, energy and emotions and things of that nature. And we had actually invested in a technology a few years ago, man, to really be able to properly gauge these emotional states and these mental states of being. And we got so we got um, technology we never even broke out where you can put a band on your head to show you your mental strength where you have to move objects with your head. So, um, so that's going to be there. I got technology that deal with the aura, which is the energy field around the human body, um, something to gauge your what we call stressful energy in comparison to the relaxation energy that's in your body. Then another piece of technology that actually shows you uh, the heart rhythm. Um, which is very important to understand, 
that's something that changes when you're about to go to sleep or, you know, depending on, you know, your regular mood that you're in or so-called relaxation mood, the pulse changes. So we show you how to get into a, a instant state of how to produce that real theta wave that's inside of your body, show you how to produce that wave, and then how to put your imagination to work inside of that wave, your ideas to work inside of that wave, and then, man, watch it manifest. So we're going to physically show you the zone that you need to be in. This ain't no hyperbole. This ain't no philosophy. This is actual facts with technology that we can hook up to you so you can see your own self, your own mental power, your own stress to relaxation level, your own heartbeat, and what that wave is supposed to look like, man. So, again, Imagine Prosperity, man. Shout out to everybody in the Gratitude Course. Shout out to everybody in the Peace Course, everybody that's just in it. Um, phenomenal things have happened. We've we seen literally $3 million in testimonials. Uh, we've seen instant healing stories where people are just better. They didn't have to take no pill per se. They're just better, just in better, all, just in better spirits, you know, just flat out happy, you know what I mean? So be there, man. Las Vegas, March the 18th. Um, the information is on the website. You can get to it via myastrologycoach.com, the events tab. Click on retreats. Click on workshops. They're both tabs. It's there. Be in Las Vegas with the priesthood. It's going to be really real like that. And, um, and last but not least for me, man, I'm back. On an astro game, it's, it's, I've been busy doing some other things and helping my beloved brother do his thing. And I'm back on an astro game. I got something on my astrology coach called the Star Membership, brand new. This is not for my quantum imagineers. You already busy. I repeat, this is not for you. You already yeah. locked and loaded and got some things. No, 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 ain't none. They got, they got some things over there already. But this is this is this is something similar, but something a little different. You know what I mean? Um, on on this planetary aspect, and making sure that you know you you got your you got your success plan. If y'all rocking with us, y'all already know. Like you know, your I am statement is something that you know we know come from the prosperity aspect. It's something that you got to have as the first thing you got to create inside of the quantum imaging membership over at the Imagination Guru. And it's the same concept, but built a little bit different on the three steps to success plan um, when you come over to my astrology coach. So those of you who uh, you vibe with me, you rock with me, you know what I mean, hear me out throughout this series and you're going to be rocking with me. That's for sure because everything I'm going to spit is straight facts, Jack, straight facts. You can double-check it, cross-references, going to pan out and whatnot. But um, I got something for you all, man. So I'm over there, you know what I mean, on myastrologycoach.com. You can click on the membership pad, man. I'm there. I'm actually back on the marketplace. I guess you can say that it's doing consultations. There's a long time for years that I wasn't even doing private consultations for people. Unless I knew you, you got to me. Or if you got to me and I felt that, I, you know, if I vibe with you, I can do it. But it was mainly because I was just guarding my energy and just doing, you know, busy doing some other things. But I'm back. It's good to be back. And we about to, uh, we really about to get in some things. What you got going on? Uh, that's all excellent stuff, Noble. I'm a, I'm a little uh, saddened that I can't join the new group, but since I'm in the quantum nah. membership, I, I'm a survive. 
Absolutely. Um, I only Absolutely. got one announcement, and that announcement is um, I, I want all the ladies to go and check out my online store. Um, outside of the, the spirituality perspective of my life, um, I, my day job is a clothing designer, and I make clothes for women who make their own rules. And I know, for me at least, but no rules like how to do the announcement to share it and I'm like that don't have nothing to do with the spirituality but as I thought about it some more it occurred to me this fashion thing was really me pursuing it and me having the faith that I actually could do it was really my first spiritual commitment my first spiritual pursuit because I had to have the faith and the confidence in myself that I could do it first of all and really my my journey I've been doing this 11 years now as of January 2017 so um, I've talked about it before in the the previous show that I did uh, with Coley Cole and we're going to be bringing that back soon as well I talked to Coley Cole last night Uh, but this fashion thing even though it seems like it has nothing to do with spirituality for me personally and my personal universe and space it has everything to do with it because it has been a labor of love and a great exercise in me really leaning into my my heart space, leaning into my spiritual self. So my my online shop is collection at com. Again, that's Nikki D Nova Collection. Let me spell it N I K I D N O V A Collection at bigcartel.com. Have a look. That's, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Let me see. I know we got the prime minister on. He was supposed to get me an audio clip, but we're going to get it live from him, from the imagination guru himself. What's happening, bro? What's popping? What's popping? The beard, Nikki, Nikki, what's happening? What up, Jude? Hey, man, look. First, first of all, I'm excited as the listening audience is, man. Um, you know, no, I'm for real about this show, man. Look, 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 no, you know, hey, man, I started out listening to Airport on these shows, man, and it really starts to feel like 2011 all over again, man, and some of the magnificent runs that were put together at that time, specifically dealing with this information. And 2017 is starting to feel like 2011 in a lot of ways, man, as far as the creativity, um, and some of the things that are being produced. Shout out to everybody in the gratitude, to success, all the quantum imagery yeah. members, the twelve love for me. Shout out to all y'all, man, doing the work, um, and, and you know, and getting the results, man. That's what it's about. But look, I ain't gonna be long, man, because I'm gonna sit back and listen. Um, you know, Nikki, I'm proud of you, man. I just want to say that, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Coley Cole uh, and y'all growth and development to get here. Um, to be confident enough to get on these stages and, and display what it is that you know about these crafts, man. So salute, man, to you, man, for, for taking the challenge and, and coming on and sharing your wisdom with the family and listening to all Thank this. you, so Peace to you for that, you know. Um, but anyways, you know, look, man, Quantum Imaging membership, Apple spoke about it. Nikki's a member. I think she might be on her third or fourth goal. Um, you know, maybe toward the end, she can share some of her stories from the things that she's been able to create, um, you know, using the internal power, the subjective power of, of herself and her, and her mental constitution. And so um, anybody that's really serious about um, them being the driver, you know, Ampu says the consciousness, your consciousness is the driver of the vehicle 
uh, and the solar system is, is, is the vehicle itself. And so we really teach people in the quantum imaging membership how to be the driver. You know, take that thing off automatic and put that thing down in the manual, and you learn how to drive and navigate this thing called life yourself. You start to create the phenomenon of your life by changing how you view things, changing your perception, changing what you're uh, downloading into your consciousness and what you're uploading into your consciousness as a result of uh, creating the phenomenon that happens around you. So, you know, everybody hear these numbers, 3 million in testimonials, healing stories. All of these things are happening in the quantum imaging membership uh, from people who are serious and, and, and want to put the work in. So um, if you're interested, you can go to the site, theimaginationguru.com, click on memberships, and you'll be able to participate and join us from there. It's phenomenal. We added a few new things for the new year, um, a couple more perks for the members um, to add some more tools uh, in their quantum toolbox so that they can um, see some added benefits and results from what it is that they're doing internally. Uh, and with that, man, I'm going to fall back, man. I just want to hear y'all dialogue, man. I know this will be a beautiful um, show, man. I just I can't wait, man. I'm ready to, to sit back and just check it out, man. That's that's what it is, bro. Man, that's what it is, man. So what, what we on? This this week, and this is, this is a special um, 12-week series, bare minimal. All right, so definitely mark your calendars. Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, same channel, same, same time. Um, this topic. Or 11 a.m. Pacific. On, yeah, 11 a.m. on the, on the West Coast out there. So uh, we're gonna get into what is it? Love of self or selfish. Today we're talking love. about talking about love, but we're talking about selfish love versus self love. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, listen, man. Um, you know, this is a very, um, this is a very touching subject because it's one of that's supposed to be the most thrilling and the most desired salt thing. This this concept of love in itself, right? But the hardcore truth, the reality of our experiences with love, something's not matching up here. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's people who you love, but you can't, you don't like them. I remember um, uh, one of one of our partners, you know, says something like, I, I, I love him, but I don't like him. And I had this conversation before. It's like, is that even possible? Or is that really just some Western-ish? Like, I, I don't like you, but I love you. Like, come on. I thought love was supposed to be the epitome, the grand prize here. But you don't even like a person, but yet you can honestly say you love the person. That's that, that's bullcrap. I'm just call it for what it is. I understand what the person is saying, but what you're really saying is I have to deal with that person in some capacity. And since it's a family member or a friend, by by obligation, I have to love the person because I don't want to see nothing bad happen to the person. But I just don't like them either. So it's a bunch of farce, and and, and this kind of thinking. Um, that we set up inside of ourselves creates very serious issues. I'm gonna keep it 100. I've been, since I've been had the science on this issue right here, and and this is just the year that I come out with it and I stand on it and I start to present it and we start to get some remedy in this particular area. So y'all know, like I know, there's people who we love before who we say, oh, you know what? I don't like that person. I can't stand that person. 
But when you was with him, you was in love with him. So you said, you understand what I'm saying? So oftentimes what we call love is often met with some unexpected chain of events that turns the course of the relationship, right? And then our love or how we define it, it no longer matches that particular reality. Now, the science and standpoint that I'm coming from is saying, listen, off of what you can call universal law, what is that? Universal law simply states that you live in a solar system where the sun appears to rise. You are 100% dependent upon the light of the sun or you would die. This is a fact. You live in a reality that can be measured into four seasons. Fact. These are different energetic vibrations. You dress differently. Your mood changes. The economy is stimulated differently during these particular seasons. This is a fact, right? This is the place we live in. We live in a place that has a constant flux of change, and it is the only constant. The only constant is change. It's the biggest, it's, a, it's an oxymoron, but it's beautiful. So within universal law, I understand that, wait a minute, and it's so simple to me in understanding this, it's like, wait a minute, these 12 sectors of space known as zodiac signs, also styled as disciples of Christ consciousness, um, these represent different, I guess we can say, channels, frequency of love. And I'm going to tell you straight up, when a person is born, the planet Venus, especially for a man, the planet Venus, Venus gives us direct insight into his psychological perception about love. Facts. This is a fact. It's a fact. So that means, by proxy, Venus is going to be in one of the 12 signs of the zodiac at any given point in time. It has to be somewhere in space, so meaning it has to be in the zodiac sign. Meaning, then, our perception of love has bare minimum, according to universal law, as I'm giving it and showing you, it's going to have 12 different frequencies. Facts. We all know by now each zodiac sign has different characteristics. These characteristics are just not the same. Some are complementary to others, and some are non-complementary, right, and cohesive. This is a fact. So I'm telling you, these 12 disciples is talking about these 12 different states of awareness. That's inside of your mind. Of course, we have the right to choose, as we should. I like this style. I like this. This works. This is this is fiery to me. It, this is air to me. This is whatever it is that floats your boat. Find it. Choose it. Rock out. All right. But I'm going to come from the perspective that you know we have at least twelve. So with that said, let's just deal with today's topic. First, what is first? So the ancients knew that, all right, when you cast the, an astrology wheel and the chart, um, um, it's something called the 12 houses, right? 
Now, this is interesting of what a house is. And hear me close. I'm going to be very clear of what a house is. Because you can go to Google, go to Image, and put 12 astrology houses or put a birth chart. And you're going to see a circle, and then it's going to have, like, 12 pieces of it, like, look like pizza slices, right? And these are the houses. But what a house, that's on paper. But technically what a house is talking about a region of space in the sky. Very important to understand this. So if you go outside right now and we was just to draw a big old circle above our head, we got the east, we got the south, we got the west, we got the north, these four directions, and we just draw a circle complete in these four directions, right, then these regions of space all have different energies. And this is a fact, and you can see it every day by observing nature and sunrise. So in the morning, when the sun is coming up, it's coming up in the east. There's a fresh energy. The rooster is going cock-a-doodle-doo, and things are starting to wake up, so to speak. Nature is starting to respond, the ones that's operating off daylight, all right? So that's the energy point. And then around lunchtime, right, when the sun is in the south, midday, or at the highest point in the sky, you go out for recreation, you go out for lunch. It's midday. That's a total different energy than it was in the morning. And then at sunset, that's another different energy that's there when the sun is in the west. So we just saw east, south, and western positions of the sun from the morning to high noon to sunset, and these are three different energetic expressions throughout the day. Facts. Facts. So that means that different regions of space are carrying different energies. I want y'all to really understand that. It's carrying different energies, as it should. So the first energy that we are to deal with is the one that deals with yourself, known as personal appearance, learned as, known as who you are as a person, yourself. So we always hear the great ancient axiom, man, know thyself. You got to know yourself. Oh, you want this? You got to start with yourself, which is true. It's true. So when we say love yourself, in the inner peace class, I show um, the aspirants how to put your heart first put yourself first, put your happiness first, because anything outside of that simply means you are purposely selecting to put unhappy things before your happiness, and that is a guaranteed recipe for stress, disease, and disaster and unhappiness mm. because you're not electing to put your happiness first. So the first rule is to put yourself first, not in a way where you're not going to help somebody, somebody needs help, you got the ability to help them, and you say, screw you, because I'm putting myself, we're not talking about that, you know what I'm talking about, we're talking about guarding your energy, and allowing you to be so in tune with it, that you just decide that your happiness is the first thing, the first rule, the main ingredient to your own happiness, it's your own happiness, right, and you have to put that first, in a zodiac, this may be known as Aries, and shout out to my Aryan people because I'm going to tell you something. 
and the, and, and, and the cosmic tale that I will tell children in the story to understand these principles in a degree, when the creator decided to create a circle, to circumscribe a circle of zodiac signs or reality for human beings to understand um, the magnificent glory of the divine intelligence, 11 signs chickened out, and only one of them said, I'll go first in this new form of creation, and it was called Aries. So then Aries becomes what you know as the head, the realm. It physically rules over the head. The planet is Mars. It fit, literally, in medical astrology, you have to understand that these zodiac signs are all inside of your body. This is an ancient science that's been known. Facts, you can go Google, Wiki, medical astrology. These signs are in your body. So everybody got Aries. It's, it's the head region of yourself. And Taurus is the throat. Gemini is your lungs and hands and so forth and so forth. And so 11 signs were afraid to go. Aries wasn't afraid. So this is why you hear the, the, the ancient thing, uh, Aries, they kind of just jump in head first without even really thinking about it because the key word for them is courage. Courage. You've got to have courage. You've you got to have courage to say, I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to get up today and work out. Whatever it is that you you are just on the path to do, you got to have courage to do it. And that starts right there in this particular frequency, and this is the frequency of putting yourself first and jumping in and being bold. So is that selfish? Is that selfish in the sense that you're so selfish and not give? Absolutely not. That's not selfish. Anything else is just setting yourself up for disaster. So I'll stop right there and piggyback off of you. Well, go on and drop the mic then, Noble. I mean, what else is there to say after all that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I, you know what, as I, I was listening, and, and it's funny because Jew mentioned it um, when he was speaking earlier about being excited just to sit back and listen. And I felt I was laughing to myself as I listened to Jew speak because I'm like, damn, I'm in the same space. Like, for me to be on the air right now with Noble Ampu, I'm like, ooh, I stepped my game up. Um, and so I was, I was sitting here and I'm listening and taking notes and comparing them a little bit to, to the notes that I have. And I just want to briefly just kind of touch on a few things. So what I heard you say, Noble, was, you know, we're talking about the 12 different locations in space. You know, each of them has a different influence on us. They each have their challenges and their strengths. And what that reminded me of, you know, as I was preparing for today's conversation, I had to I had to jump into my Kabbalah stuff, so I had to bust out my old books and stuff this week. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, come on with it. Uh, but funny enough, what I, what I love so much about, this thing that we live in, this matrix that we live in, you know, it's, it reminds me so much of like an internet browser or Google, right? You just drop in a few keywords and then all of a sudden this information just streams in and is, and is exposed to you. You, you attract it to yourself, just dropping in these keywords. So funny enough, and coincidentally, I found myself in a space this week having multiple different conversations that related to the conversation that I knew I was going to have today. And so when I heard when I heard you talking, Noble, about these twelve different uh, locations in space, it was reminding me of 
you know, the Kabbalah stuff that I had been brushing up on. And so basically what we're talking about is the fact that each zodiac sign comes here and, and we're all influenced by each zodiac sign, right? And so they each have their challenges and their strengths. And it reminded me of the conversation in Kabbalah that talks about the fact that we are not here to have this easy, breezy experience here on the planet. We are here to gather information for the source and bring it back. Each of us has our very own unique combination of these energies, again, each of which has a challenge and has a strength. So it got me to really thinking about, and you, you, you touched on it beautifully, Noble, with the strengths of Aries. You know, you talked about the courage, you know, and everybody else chickened out. And that's what Aries sure. is about. Aries is about courage. It's about protection. It's about, you know, the jump off is is about getting getting shit started, and it was funny because I was thinking about the Kabbalah stuff and thinking about how really beautiful our challenges are. So inevitably, I had to think a little bit about well, what are what are the challenges of Aries? And I know you know we're we're looking at more of the self love versus the the selfish love aspect of this conversation, but I couldn't help but really take my magnifying glass out and really look at Aries. So I got to bring up the challenges of Aries because it's the challenges of Aries that really creates a lot of conflict in our relationships, right? So what are the challenges of Aries? When, When Aries is operating in its lower aspect, in its negative aspect, if you will, Aries is talking about, restriction. Aries is talking about conflict, right? Because Aries is ruled by Mars and Mars is is that war god, right? So when oh, yes. Aries steps outside of its higher vibration, which is courage, which is protection, Aries kind of turn into a little um it, t- it turns a little fearful. And fear starts to turn into restriction and conflict. So what do we mean when we say selfish love, right? Because you know, I'm looking around on social media. I'm 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 watching the television shows and I see that we're in a space right now where people are trying to figure out figure that out. What is the distinction between selfish love and self-love? Does self-love sacrifice other people's and and you said it, Noble. No, it doesn't. It considers the self first so that it can then go forth and share with others. That's what we're here to do. And so, again, talking about the Kabbalah piece, and I was just so moved because I, I got like three different Kabbalah books out right now, and i just been reading all morning. Kabbalah talks about, yeah. at the core, Kabbalah talks about being balanced and being centered. And it talks about the two extremes of the reality that we live in. There's the extreme of the desire to receive, and then there's the extreme of the desire to share. That's the right side, right? But at the middle, in the center, and I love saying this, God always exists in the middle. And Kabbalah says the the remedy for the two extremes is, the desire to receive for the sake of sharing. 
and, and you see how beautiful that is? It's like I can receive, and at the same time, I can share. And there's a balance within the two of those. But when we start operating in the extremes, which is what I'm reminded of here and having this conversation about self-love versus selfish love, there's a there's a very fine fine line there that many of us have to kind of uncover and figure out. Okay, what's the what's what's the balance here? I was having a con- I, I was reminded of a conversation I had with a friend that really it was the the first time I really started to see the difference between the two. And guys, this was almost 15 years ago. I was having a conversation with a really really close friend of mine. And at the time, um a family member, a loved one of mine was going through like some serious stuff, right? And, of course, all of the family was concerned. I was concerned. There were children involved. So everybody thought that the to be in the best interest of that particular situation, we thought we were all being righteous and saying, well, I want my cousin, my, my, my lover, my sister, whomever, to do better because I'm righteous and I understand that this person is making bad decisions. So I'm sitting here having a conversation with my friend, and he's listening to me, and he's like, oh, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, you know, I just I just want this person to make better decisions. I just want this per- person not to go down the wrong path. And he was like, hold up, let me stop you right there. Everything I've heard you say has started with I. However, you talking about another person. And mm-hmm. at the time, I'm like, hey, wait, woo, what are you talking about? I'm righteous. I want, I want them to have a good life. I want them to make good decisions. But what I later had to realize was it ain't about you. So what I'm reminded of within that, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to self-love, self-ish love, talking about Aries, right? As I was reading through my Kabbalah stuff and, you know, getting ready for this conversation <clears throat> and talking about the, the desire to receive for the, the sake of the self alone versus the desire to receive for the sake of sharing, what I was reminded of is the idea that the, the negative aspect of of this this head space or this airy space that we're talking about, because Aries was the one who was courageous enough to say, "I'll go first. I will sacrifice myself for the sake of everybody else. I, I'm going to be the initiator in all of this." Unfortunately, what right. can happen in that very righteousness? Unfortunately, what can happen, and Kabbalah talks about this, imbued within what Kabbalah calls the vessel, right? We're all vessels down here receiving the light of the creator, receiving the light of the sun, receiving the light of all of these various different celestial bodies that influence us. What can happen is, and, and it's our nature as vessels to receive. We want to receive God's goodness and God's grace and God's light. But then sometimes we've all we've all run into that individual that that uh, security guard who takes a job too seriously, right? He thinks he a cop now, right? And and he forgets 
that he's simply there to manage. He's simply there to make sure that everybody's safe. But for whatever reason, some conflict arises that now he he forgets and, and he want to be the boss, not realizing that the boss the boss's job is not only to give orders, but the boss has to learn this this sense of diplomacy, this sense of give and take. That's what God does. And so in in its negative aspects, sometimes Aries can say to himself, well, shit, it's all about me. I want people to behave the way that I want them to behave. And within that space, sometimes getting you ain't got control over nobody else but you and noble i also heard you mention aries is is the epitome of know thyself but the reality of knowing thyself that shit is hard to do you got to take a real honest look at yourself you gonna see some nasty things about yourself that you didn't like, but you didn't realize they were there because you were busy deflecting them onto other people. When we really start talking about knowing thyself and really digging into that, that's, that's, that's a difficult work. And many people get discouraged by doing that work. So here's the negative aspect of Aries. It says, well, fuck that. I don't know it myself is hard. How about I know everybody else and run their lives and tell them what to do with themselves and deflect the work that I need to do on myself onto other people. And you know what that shows up as? It shows up as the the social media trolls who are busy spending their time all day on social media making negative comments about other people and the choices that other people are making and what other people are posting and what they're doing. But they've not used any of that energy to impact their own lives. So that's, re- that's what I really started to think about was like, yo, when we're talking about selfish love versus self-love, again, that's a, it's, it's actually a really fine line. And it, at the, the core of it, we have to ask ourselves, what's, What's my intention here? Do I seek to share or am I seeking to stuff somebody else into my little box right here? And then if they don't fit into my box, well, I don't love you anymore. Self-love is the thing that prepares us to give quality care energy and service to others. I was talking to my homegirl about it earlier in the week. I said, it's so important for us to make sure that we take care of ourselves. And in our society, a lot of times it gets, it gets misconstrued as being selfish. But there's a big difference between saying, you know what, I need a whole day to myself just to withdraw, go to the spa, have myself taken care of so that I can come back and contribute in a, a, a very full and positive way to the life of my child, to the life of my family, versus saying to ourselves, you know what, yeah, my child need to eat right now. She probably needs some new clothes, but fuck it. I got 
so much money in the bank account. I need a new outfit. I'm going to go take care of me first. There's a big difference between those two. And I think at the end of the day, we're in a space right now in our society where we're trying to find and locate that fine line. What is the difference? What is self-love? What is selfish love? And for me personally, selfish love is that thing that says, I can flirt with dudes on social media or when I go out to the club, but if my partner does it, it's a problem. That's different. That's selfishness. That's the concern for only my needs being made. Self-love is the thing that says, I got to take care of me so that I can contribute in a whole way to others. So that's my thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, man. Wow. Man. I- I'm sitting up here thinking, like, this is going to have to be a two-hour dialogue. <laughs> oh, Let us, straight up. That's what I'm sitting up here thinking, like, oh, God. Like, like, listen, no. Um, Wow. That, that's profound. I mean, every single word you uttered was truly and is truly profound. Um, you know, saying that God is in the middle, in the Kabbalistic studies, um, the mind that it took to write uh, a parable, in essence, because we're talking about these things, people, they represent concepts of consciousness the mind to be able to accurately, let's just say, code it and play it out in an allegorical or mythological format in a, in a way in which your mind generates pictures and imagery to convey a truth about yourself and, and, and how to have your consciousness attain what they call Christ-like consciousness or, or, or attain that third-eye vision that we hear so much about, this, this lofty state. Um, but anyway, God is in the middle. Um, wow, man, there and, and Kabbalah is interesting because Adam, Adam is, um, you know, his number is forty-five. Um, the Aleph is one, Mean is forty, uh, and 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 so forth. And and his number is forty-five. And Eve, whose name is Hava, right? Her her number is nineteen, and I get it. People like to take numbers and they like to add it. Me personally, I don't do that. Numbers are are numbers. You can't just dismiss them and reduce them down and, you know, in totality. It's okay to do in a faction for whatever you're doing it for, but, you know, they, they mean something. And when I decided to subtract, to take away from, I found a great, great, great mystery inside of this because when you take 19 from 45, we know your total, the difference will be 26. And we know this is the number that is sacred, the sacred name of the creator of the whole Kabbalistic system, the whole Hebrew God, whether you want to call him Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahweh, Jehovah, however you want to say it, his number is 26. So what exists between man and woman, these two realities, you're absolutely right. God is in the middle, and it has always been within that story. 
Because Kabbalah got gain. They got the Kabbalah messed up, <laughs> straight up. Totally, you got that Bible totally messed up. Minister Jew would give it to you on that Bible. So it's some, it's some, it's some serious principles in there. Uh, but you're absolutely right, Nick. You know, um, you know, uh, Aries, Mars, the negative aspect. I like what you said about, um, you know, selfish love is I put you in this box, and when you don't meet these particular conditions, I can't love you no more. In fact, I hate you. Mm. All right? Straight up, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, come on. Like, come on. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't be saying that for a long time, and I be up on the mountains and shit. Y'all know how I get down. I live in the goddamn mountains. Like, listen, I get up in the mountain. I get to thinking, like, yo, are we really, really being real about, you know, what what we call reality? And, 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 and are you can't even have the dialogue of, of love. You know, we get, we get, you know, love is a very, you know, what they say, it's a thin line between love and hate. Right? It is. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that has to be, that's really insane. That's what it really is. It's really insanity. And we want to be honest because we know, again, the truth of the reality is people die and get physically hurt over love, what they call love and passion. So it's something that has to be learned. Now, I have to say this. I'm going to have to say this. We are in the Aquarian age. All I'm saying is this is a fact. It's a fact. And each sign has a time where it's, it's age. Humanity's just at that time that we just so happen to be in the age of Aquarius. This means something, as with all things. So now here, here, here's the question. If that's the truth, and it is, then since Aquarius is just one out of 12 signs, where do all of the 11 sit, which is easy once we identify Aquarius, but if we put them on those correct regions of space that we talked about that has different frequencies. See, think about this. Because another note when you was talking about this, about this energy is that we are scattered light. Like, come on. Rub your feet on carpet and touch uh, a, a, a doorknob, a piece of metal. Do you not convey electricity when you go to the to the doctor? Do, don't they, do they not put you on machines to test your pulse to see what your electrical current is doing? You are literally light in the manifest, and you're very conscious of it because you can start building things, lasers. Spaceships, whatever you want to build in this reality, as a human being. So I, we have to applaud ourselves on one aspect because we're not a mere uh, amoeba. We're not a, a single cell. We're a human being that's conscious of the cells. So we've come a very, 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 very uh, to a pristine place in development, but we still got so much to do. We still got so much to do because understanding, I'm telling you, and we're working on the piece, y'all. Me and Nick working on the piece. Your astrology, your astrology zones. Understanding this, your astrology zones, the science of happiness, stress, and disease in the body is very important for you to have a free flow of energy within you. You cannot have frustrations mentally. 
We call these troughs in science, also known as destructive interference. Google it. Destructive interference is when one wave is going in the opposite direction of another wave and they cancel each other out, or one pushes the other one back since they're going in opposite directions when they meet. It's impeding progress. Okay? So the balance is, again, honestly, the world that you live in, uh, which is to a degree chaotic, but it's an order to it. But the beautiful thing is, is, see, this is the thing. You have to fall in love with creating happiness and prosperity in a world, I keep it 100, in a world that is chaotic. And I think that's where that, that creates a big problem because we still, you know, listen, man, we got money as a people individually. You understand what I'm saying? But yet we still know, we know humanity is just now getting to the point, damn it, where LeBron James, goes in and buys a certain section of Cleveland and do a reality show and start to rebuild the economic structure of Cleveland. We're just now at the point where, okay, you know, Jay-Z has Rock Nation and, you know, uh, management firm, music distribution, streaming company. We're just now getting to the point of individual success. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is unique because Aquarius is the age of the unique individual, but it's also the age of what? Humanity. So that's even an oxymoron. You see? The individual, but the individual is talking about you, yourself, the conscious light that is in you, mining that light. Listen, man, the priesthood say it like this, and I come off the gas. And this ain't to be arrogant, but it is in the spirit of Aries. I'm telling you, three million in testimonials, healing stories, actual facts, proof of how thoughts become living things and events. And then on a whole nother scale, tell you exactly the day when something is going to happen, and it happens exactly on that day and been doing it for years, years on the record. Not to mention we paying people's bills for six years, right? So when, when I speak and I just happen to be the Aquarius in the Aquarian age, I'm going to tell you something. Google that album cover because that, that, it, it, it's something that's they said. They told you something about the Aquarian age in the fifth dimension. And that's what we're getting into, seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously, we got to get to a place where you put yourself first. And, and guess what? And it's okay to be, to understand that, wait a minute, this is a trough. This is not for me. I, I still love you. We'll always love you, no matter what. Whatever makes you happy, let me put some love to that idea that you have, because I have to do I got to do me. Shout out to Russell Simmons, man. First book, Do You. Shout out to Nike. Just do it. I'm going to keep saying it to our blue in the face. Hmm. So I come off the gas with that, Nick, but you're right. God is in the middle. God is in the middle. You know, it was just one other thing that came up for me, um, and I hope that I can tie it into the into today's topic, but I was just kind of jotting out some notes and thinking about some initial keywords that came up for me and thinking about today's topic, selfish love versus self-love. 
and what what occurred to me or or the the a big term that came up for me was forgiveness and what I thought about of course i'm 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 fresh off the the gratitude course um I'm a member of the the quantum imaging um and so i and more recently especially the new uh inner peace class uh uh, inner peace two recently just started, and so of course all of these things are influencing me, and various principles of them are are on my heart. And so forgiveness was a really big theme for me this week, especially as it's tied to self love versus selfish love. And what occurred to me is the fact that selfishness is bred of fear. It's bred of the idea that there's a limitation to how much I'm loved, how much God loves me, how much the world appreciates me. There's a limit to that, right? And self-love, tying this back to the the concept of forgiveness, self-love says I'm going to take care of me first so that I'm in good condition to take care of others. And I was having a conversation with my my dear friend and sister and all of that good stuff. And she and I had just been building real tough over the weekend. What I said was, when we start to think about the idea of forgiveness, especially as it pertains to love, because like you said at the top of the show, Noble, Love, because many of us are so conflicted with what it means and what it is and how to operate in love, a lot of us are under this false impression that says that love means you're not supposed to do me no harm. Love means that you are supposed to serve me. Love means that you are supposed to get inside my box, which is total and complete bullshit. Like, straight up. Like, we have got to get out of this very infantile sense of of way of being, way of thinking, right? Self-love is the thing that says, again, I was talking with my homegirl, and I said, you know what it says? It doesn't matter how... How hard I am on my gratitude stuff, how hard I am on my quantum stuff, how hard I am on my inner peace stuff, all of these things force me to grow. All of these things require me to look at myself and and give a real honest assessment of, hmm, I could probably use a little more patience. Hmm, I could, I could probably use a little bit more forgiveness in my life. Because what happens is, no matter how, and I, I talked about this on It's That Easy with Coley Cole, no matter how peace you think you are, there's always that hater voice that likes to pop up and say, Mm-mm, you remember that time 10 years ago when you wasn't shit? You remember that time 15 years ago when you failed? Do you remember that time when... You want the best version of yourself, right? These, this, this is really the consciousness. This is really the part of self that breeds selfishness 
because it's the part of self that is able to conceive the idea. I have a cousin. <laughs> there's, I have some relatives. Um, they're going through some, some deep things right now, and there's a lot of illness in the family. But what I recognize is that illness is, is just a manifestation of what's going on at the emotional level with this family. And one of my cousins, she... She's ill. She's she's got diabetes, and there's another member of the family who's who's fighting cancer right now. And she had she she suggested the idea that the the relative who is suffering from cancer right now was faking. I mean, this brother is. I mean, chemo weight, rapid weight gain, I mean, all of the effects that come along with, with with very intense, deep illness is this brother experiencing. And and at the same time, his his heart and his spirit are so high right now, even in the face of, of such grave danger, even in the face of everybody around him being in fear. Somehow he is able to tap into a certainty that God got my back, right? But then on the flip side of it, his relative is suggesting that he's faking. But the only reason she's able to conceive such an idea is because it's something that she's struggling with in herself. Because every time he gets sick and goes to the hospital, she wind up in the hospital, right? So there, it, it breeds this sense of, of competition, this breed of, it breeds this sense of just conflict and nastiness. And that's what I wanted to get back to in, in talking about the inner peace, because you said it the other day, Noble, when we are not operating from our hearts, when we are not honoring our hearts, we create conflict that snowballs and gets greater and greater and greater and forces us to confront it. Ain't no way around that, right? So mm-hmm. back to what I said earlier about the fact that there's all there's always that, that little voice, that little hater voice that we all got within us, and it's called the ego. And a lot of times we want to wish the ego away. I want to get rid of my ego. I want my ego to be totally quiet. But Cat Williams was the best when he said, we all need a damn hater. Because that, that hater is the inspiration that we need to move and push us forward. So when that, when that voice pops up that tries to remind you of who you were 10 years ago, who you were 15 years ago, who you were in, in, in your darkness and, and when you weren't present in the light, that's actually the forgiveness that we have to tap into. A lot of us think that, you know, I gotta, I, I, I need to forgive this person. I'm going to do them this favor. No, what that actually is is you deflecting the forgiveness that you need to give to yourself onto somebody else. And then what we do, we can we can take that deflection that we done put on somebody else. Ugh, look at you. Ugh, your life is fucked up. Ugh, what you, you're not the best version of yourself. Meanwhile, I'm over here working on myself, and I'm so righteous, and I'm so this, I'm so that. But we're not talking about that little voice that brings that, that tries to pull you backwards, that tries to hold you into who you were formerly. So we got to get real clear about the fact that forgiveness has everything to do with self-love. 
when we love and we really honor ourselves, we can say to ourselves, you know what, yeah, I, I used to not be the highest version of myself, but I know better now. I forgive myself for that now. And once we can learn to do that, it's then that we're given permission to do the same for other people. We've got to learn that forgiving other people, we've got to learn that allowing and, and, and being graceful with other people, it doesn't make us weak, right? Because, again, Aries and being ruled by Mars, Mars is a war god. Mars want to win, right? Mars wants to be strong. But there is strength in forgiveness. There is strength in giving ourselves forgiveness, and there's also strength in giving forgiveness to other people. And, and I'm going to come off it because I can talk all day about this one, I, and I got real heavy in it with my homegirl um, earlier this week. But what we've really got to realize is when we put the work in and we, we do our work, we ain't got time to be worrying about whether or not somebody else going to get to the finish line before we do, whether or not somebody going to get more blessings than we got, whether or not somebody forgot about how they wronged us in the past. We ain't got space for that type of competition. And that's what I'm talking about when I say selfishness, because selfish is the one that's born of the need to be better than, the need to compare myself to others, the need to put you beneath me. Self-love says, you know what, I love me. I respect me. I honor me. Uh-huh. And when I run into an individual, whether it's my lover, whether it's my children, whether it's my family member, when I run into somebody who, and I just, I'm distracted because I just got a, te- a text message from my homegirl, when I run into somebody who is holding up that mirror for me and I don't like what I see in that mirror, not only am I going to forgive that person for functioning in their lower nature, but at the same time, I'm also forgive myself because the reality is, even though I don't want to admit it, and I said it earlier, Noble, knowing thyself is hard work, and most people don't want to do that shit. They would rather do it for somebody else. So self-love says, you know what? Yeah, mm, I might have been nasty in the past. I might have been selfish in the past. I might have an ugly history. But guess what? All of those things brought me to the person I am today. So I love that part of myself. I love that part of my partner that, that disappoints me. Because guess what? It's also showing me the details of what I need to be specific enough to ask the universe for in the future. I'm going to come off it with this. I no, And and you said it earlier, I'm on my third goal right now in the quantum membership. My very first goal in the quantum membership was a, a very great example for me of how tuned in we got to be how specific we got to be about what it is we want out of this life. 
And and I say all of this to say you ain't got time to be worrying about no damn body else and what they doing and whether or not you like the decisions they making. Because guess what? You need to be constantly projecting to the to the moon, to the sun, to Jupiter, to Venus, to all of these other planets that are picking up and receiving your thoughts and energy. You need to be constantly present with the details of what I want out of this life. And I saw that with my first manifestation in the quantum membership. I asked for $10,000. Guess what? I got my 10K, but it was strings attached to it. And you know why the strings were attached to it? Because I wasn't specific enough about what it was that I was asking for. It's the details that we need to be present enough to pay attention to. And if you're paying attention to the details, you ain't got time to be worried about what everybody else is doing. You ain't got time to be worried about whether or not your baby daddy is fitting into the box that you want him to fit into. All you got time to be worried about is improving and working on you. And when you do your work, you then demonstrate and give permission to others how you want to be treated in this world. A lot of people is running around here wondering why, oh, you know, my, my, my partner do me dirty, my sister do me dirty, this person do me dirty. Guess who gave them permission to treat you that way? You did. By the poor way that you treat yourself. By the way that you dishonor yourself. That gives them complete permission to do the same. So do your damn work so that you can be the fullest expression in yourself. And when you do that, you ain't got to worry about whether or not this person going to mature and grow up or whether or not this person is going to do what you want them to do. Everything else falls into line when you do the difficult work called knowing thyself. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm over here. <laughs> Damn, Nick, you snap. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> it's going to be a two-hour dialogue, ladies and gentlemen. I thought this was going to be an hour. Get on some points and get up out of here. But no, it's real talk, though. That, that, that's real rap. Um, you know, you know that, that infantile state that you mentioned, right? Here's the question, Nick. Here's the question. Because ultimately at the core, what we're saying is we're really looking for extreme compatibility. I call it EC, right? Extreme compatibility. So here's a question. Can we create a loving relationship to the best agreed, my opinion and perception of love, your opinion and perception of love, what we want together, right, can we create love without conflict? Mm. That's the question. Can it be done? Because if everybody's looking for, for you to be within my space, absolutely there are certain parameters, right? You're not going to love a person who's going to go stand in the corner of the bedroom and, and, and put feces right there. You just, I think you're not going to live with that person. I think you're going to make a decision to say, oh, no, you got to go, right? <laughs> that does not honor me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? And so 
at some point, we're looking for extreme compatibility. Because I always say this. Raise your hand right now if you say, I want to fight with my significant other. I want to fight with my partner. I want to fight with my spouse. I want to. Raise your hand. That's what you want to do. You're not going to do that. And if you do, it's okay. I'm glad you admit it, and you're crazy. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, but my point is we're looking for extreme compatibility. Now, that's my question. Do we have the ability to create an euphoria, what do you how they call it? They say uh, a euphoria of love, right? Uh, can we create this paradise of love with no conflict? And even when conflict appears, again, this is why I say in relationships, I'm saying this the most, and I'm going to be very clear about this, because my answer is yes. You can create it, and we're going to show you how. This is what this whole series is about. We're going to show you how to create eternal love. Bump all that. It's a mystery, and it's, just, it's, a, it's an idea. No, because at the core, everyone's striving for happiness. Nobody wants to have to push rock. Nobody wants to have to stick somebody up. If you ask the ones who still got a cognizant mind to have conversation, they feel like they have to, even though that's their perception, all right? But my point is no one is going to constantly say, I want to, all right? And, and, but anyway, anyway, yes, we can get in that particular state, um, but the most important thing is a CRP, a conflict resolution plan. Because remember, like you said, the loving self or selfish, the negative aspect of Aries is selfish. And it is very, it's the god of warfare. Then I'll burn your house up. I'll put you in an accident. Mars is a gangster. So I had a proposition. Drew thought I was bullshit. And I said, nigga, my theory is let's blow Mars up and it can potentially alter the human, you know, sequence of things. And I'm serious. I can, I can put... Of the story, you're forcing them to evolve as well. So it's really a beautiful, like you said, 
when we give, and this is a great way of giving to ourselves by investing in the CRP. So you appoint someone who, um, whose sole job is to serve as a mediator. I agree with Nick on this one. I, I agree on no, with no on this one. Like, okay, cool. You see what I'm saying? See, what you do is now you're setting up the stage where you don't have to have an argument. So if you tell me that you're doing X, Y, Z, and I say, mm, I don't know about that, um, and, you, and I'll tell you why, and then after you heard my reason, you just got a decision to make. Either you're going to keep on doing what you were going to do, or you're going to say, you know what, you're right, thank you, right? Them are the only two possibilities. Let's be real. Them are the only two possibilities. So if you do it, then I do have the right to say, you know what, go ahead. Or I can say, no, I feel strongly about this. Let me get on the line with the prime minister, right? So then now it's no, it's no going back and forth. But why are you doing it? I said I don't want you to. You see what I'm saying? It's none of that. You understand what I'm saying? So you get to preserve that thin line between love and hate. You have to consciously put safety parameters around your relationships, primarily with yourself first. Understanding exactly who you are. Nick said to listen, man. Like I said in class last night, when the brother asked a question, they said, you know, if you don't know the basic functions of your brain, just the very basic, ain't got to be all deep, but the basic functions of your brain, can you honestly say you are in control of your mind? And you can't talk like that to me. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> you cannot say that to me. And so, like you said, the hardest thing is learning thyself because literally at what point do we evolve to, you know, like we teach in the inner peace class. You know, we're we a culture that's like, I love you with all my heart. And you buy me these heart chocolates and, you know, all this heart stuff, right? But then when you ask, like, hey, you know, how many chambers does the heart have? You know, what's, what's, what's this? Can you describe its function? Just, you know, even just to a little bit, just, you know, without anything beyond I can't or I don't know. So, and, and let me be clear about this, too. And I always say this. My grandparents were married for over 50 years. You don't have to know anything besides what you want in life to be happy. So I'm not saying that you have to have an intricate knowledge of yourself to be happy. Let me be very clear. But I will say this. At some point in your soul's evolution, you're going to have to ask yourself that question and have a working knowledge of that, all right? Now, I say why not right now because if you have the time, and I know we most certainly can take out a quick 10 minutes, 30 minutes out the day to pursue something, just something. Well, I'm quite sure. If not, guess what? Wake up 30 minutes earlier then, damn it. How about that? If it ain't enough time, wait. Like now, now fight yourself getting up out of bed because that's what's going to happen. So we ain't got time. Okay, you know what? My day now starts 30 minutes earlier now. See, stop, stop, stop playing. So this is, this, this is a, a, a beautiful path, um, but you have to start with yourself. You have to. You have to. Hell, I give you, I give you the mantra. The, the, the mantra for this is, Put your hand on your heart like you pledge allegiance to yourself and the power that you believe you are. Whether it's a God, whether it's universe, no matter what it is, 
you getting in tune with your hand on your heart and putting loving energy. See, that's the thing, Nick. That's the thing. We have all these experiences, right, about, you know, the love aspect, these negative experiences. Do we consciously look in the mirror and say, I love you? Do we consciously put our hands over our hearts and say, I love you, thank you? Do 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 we even do you even do it with your significant other? Hello. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? But yet we wanna say we want love. You know, so I'm gonna love yourself. <laughs> Nothing wrong, like literally. And and I'm gonna yeah. tell you something, this is a this is a eastern this is a eastern technique. Taoism, that's what Taoism is all about, is, is, is understanding how to put conscious attention on your organs. Focus on your liver. Focus on your kidneys. See yourself balanced. Know yourself. There's nothing wrong with knowing yourself. But I come off of it right there, Nick, man. Uh, but EC, hey, is it possible? That's the question. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's possible with self-love. And and the last thing that I'm going to say to it is just giving a, 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 a finite definition for these things. You just said, you know, do we do we put our hearts over our hands and, and, and say, I love you? You know, thank you, Nikki, for being a fucking beast and handling your business. And, that, and, and before... I started messing with the priesthood. Hell no, it wasn't something I did. It was silly. Like, why would I do that? That's weird, right? Right. But I, what I wanted to say is self-love, the definition of self-love is being willing to give to ourselves first what we seek to receive from us. So if you want to get love from somebody else, you got to be first the demonstration of what Love coming to you looks like. Does it look like appreciation? Does it look like caring? Does it look like what does that look like? That's what your partner want to know. And if you haven't demonstrated for your partner what that looks like, then they don't know either. Just the same as with our children. And, And the negative expression of that is selfishness. The negative lacking expression of self love is selfish love. And and we and you how do I know I'm treading into that 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 dark territory called selfish love? You know what that looks like? It looks like the parent who believes that my job as a parent is to control and own you, not recognizing no, you you a damn steward as a parent. You are you are simply here to facilitate that child's growth. You are not here to direct it. You are not here to define what it looks like. You're not here to even define what success looks like for your child. You're here to define what successful parenting looks like for you. There's a big fucking difference. Oh, shit. We're talking about the difference between (laughs) and self-love. Are you willing to give it to yourself first? Because if not, don't take your ass out there asking nobody else for it. Because when they show you what they think it means, you're going to be mad. And you're going to swear up and down, oh, I was so in love with you. I love you so much. And then as soon as they show you something negative, something outside of what you never expressed, 
that you believe love looked like in the first place, oh, I don't love you no more. Guess what? You never set the example in the first place. Know thyself. Love thyself first. Be the demonstration first so that others can come back and reflect it back to you. It's really that simple. Well, it is, man. We got 10 minutes left. I set this at an hour and a half, just in case. I thought we was only going to be on for an hour. Word is bomb, man. But listen, man, this this, this is um, real talk. You know, real talk. Tune in every Friday. Again, we up at 2 p.m. on the East Coast. You out on the West Coast, 11 a.m. And, um, you know, we're we, we going to get it in because, after you put yourself first, then the next phase of evolution is that money, that 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 which you value, your perception of finances. You understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's this this becomes this becomes part of the dialogue. Many many relationships suffer in this area, and and have conflict in this area. You know, so uh, these are the things that's just going to be discussed, and this is phenomenal. I don't even really want to go for real, for real, but um, um, visit the sites, y'all. Visit the sites, man. Visit visit com. Like I said, Saturday the 18th of uh, March, that equinox, the weekend going into the equinox. You don't know what the equinox is? It just simply is a... Uh, 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 one out of two um, days throughout the year. It's only two days that the Earth is in perfect balance in reference to the sun. So basically there's an even amount of daylight and nighttime hours, okay, on the Earth. It happens twice a year, all right? So these become the Earth has her point of balance, facts. So anyway, that weekend, we'll be in Vegas. All right, so we're doing the Imagine Prosperity Workshop in Vegas. Most importantly, man, showing you the techniques, the testimonials. People will to actually be there. Tell for yourself um, the success, you know, and in the space of happiness um, and, and the process of achieving uh, whatever it is that they were setting out to achieve. And so we're going to be in Vegas, man, be there. All right, really, really be there. Again, going to have some technology that's going to um, be available Technology to deal with the aura, the energy field around you. Stop talking energy. If you got, we show you energy. That's all I'm gonna say. We can show you this. Now, I right, want to talk the chakras, energy centers in the body. We can show you how to, you know, it shows you your score basically on each chakra, uh, each energy center. All right, and most importantly, and share with you a technique that will bring that energy into balance. I have many before and after pictures of me doing. Um, energy work with with my own chakras and energy field. I can show you the gold body. I can show you the white body. I can show you these things. Y'all know that. That's why y'all here. Y'all know. All right. So that's going to be present. Some heart um, technology is is going to be dope because now this is I'm telling you, like Nick said, you, you gotta live from the heart. But what does that mean? You have to consciously think about it. You have to put your mind to it. And that's why we heavy on the brain. You have to consciously be aware of what you're doing. See, people think, you know, you know this, uh, I, here's a question. Here, here's a question. 
right? We did the, the gratitude to uh, success class 28 days. If a person dropped out for whatever reason, they dropped out. I have a logical question to ask. Are you really in a state of gratitude and being a grateful person? Some people will say, of course I'm grateful because I say thank you. I'm not mean to other people. I'm not nasty. You know what I mean? I don't do things to people that I wouldn't do to myself, and they truly think they're grateful. But yet they were never really conscious of being thankful for the air that they breathe, being thankful for, you know, the steps that they're able to take, right? So if you didn't finish the class, the question is, are you ungrateful? You see? And so, (laughs) saying that to say, saying that to say, listen, they're going to show you how you have to consciously get in the zone and 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 I always say this with the with the with the beautiful the brilliant aspect of our brain is when we talk to the heart from the brain, you make the heart change its rhythm. You say, I'm sleepy, I'm tired, I'm about to lay down. That's a conscious choice that you're making. And then the heart responds and say, Okay, well I'll slow down with you. You you can say I'm about to run and the heart says, Okay, I'm beating faster. What else you want to do up there in command? This is why the brain is commands, and you have to consciously do things first. So when we say live from the heart, we're talking about you putting your conscious attention on your heart and not focusing on anybody else because, like Nick said, you don't have time to. So we're going to show you in Vegas with the technology that wave, that thought that you send to your heart and that signal that comes back known as the pulse. Once you get that wave in a certain state, you automatically have scientifically, one aspect, but you have found the internal state of peace, which cannot be taken away from you. I can show it to you in less than 10 seconds, an internal state of peace of how to reach it. And you're going to see the difference with your heartbeat. You're going to see it. All right, so be in Vegas, man, for that. Um, again, that's on MyAstrologyCoach.com On the events tab, man Check out TheImaginationGuru.com As well Prime Minister doing a phenomenal work With showing you how to engage The imagination, your active mind Deal with the mind Alright So uh, what you got, Nick? I, I just One last note <laughs> You said oh, let's do it. That the brain is The command center and we already know, since we're dealing with Aries today, right, we know that Aries mm-hmm. is the headspace, right? So mm-hmm. if the command center, this, this is my last note, if the command center is sending out a directive of conflict, a directive of hypocrisy, that's a word I want to deal with, what then happens is it's sending a message to everything around it that says all of these things are permissible in this particular environment. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but we ask ourselves a lot of questions about why are certain groups of people in the positions that they are in the world that we live in today? Well, guess what? The command had to come from the heart, from the headspace. If the headspace in the ver- it was conflicted, if the headspace in itself said, mm, "I can do this, but you can't do that," if the headspace says, mm, 
ain't going to spend the time doing my work. Instead, I want to busy myself worrying about what you're doing. Well, then guess what? That is the very directive that gives permission to everything else around it to operate in the same way. So when we start to see conflict, and, and, and I'm not saying that every conflict that arises was initiated by our own inner conflict. Sometimes we need conflict simply for the sake of being given an opportunity to show grace. Sometimes we actually need that. But then there are other times when, via the vessel called our partners, via the vessel called our children or those closest to us, those are the mirrors that are showing us the things that we are we're really saying out of our out of our minds, out of our hearts, right? Because a lot of times we like to we like to think that you know, especially with our children, do as I say and not as I do. But again, you are the initiator. Your headspace is the initiator of that which you receive in this environment. So make sure it's in line. Make sure it is a representation of that which you seek to receive from the world. Otherwise, if it's not, the universe has a very beautiful way of showing us the very conflicted emotions and prescriptions that we have within and of ourselves. So when we're at peace, when we really genuinely got inner peace, when we really genuinely got self-love, man, that's, mm. that, that in itself is setting us up for bliss, setting us up for harmony, setting us up for making space for all of the many wonderful things that the universe has to offer us. That's, mm. that's self-love. Right. So, I'm going to be in Vegas in March. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Hold on, we got 30 seconds left. If you're on the online portion, if you can, call in 818-369-0368. On my online people, if you can, call in 818-369-0368. Because in about 10 seconds, it goes into the overtime portion, which is only available live if you can hear it on the phone. Or the playback. So if you want to continue live, 818-369-0368. Um, oh, man, listen, Nick, man, you done made me create a note since we're in overtime here. Um, you know, no, not real talk because, see, this Aries frequency of self, right, is its complete opposite or furthest point away from itself. If we go to a wall clock, Three o'clock on the wall clock. I'm sorry, nine o'clock on the wall clock is 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 the area that deals with self. Nine o'clock mm. on the wall clock is self, right? And its opposite is three o'clock. So three on the wall clock is the number that's absolute furthest away from the number nine, right? Real simple, right? So. This 3 o'clock energy is relationships with other people. This is where you get married at. So your sense of self is in complete opposition to the marriage aspect of your consciousness. Now, you got to understand this thing because 
there's two definition or frequencies within every energy. We can call it good or bad, hot, cold, up, down, whatever. It's the beautiful duality, right? So the opposition we know can say, yeah, that's straight across, fine. And straight across from each other, but it also denotes balance, what Nick said earlier. So when you see the balance point like a full moon, that's just simply the sun just went down in the west and the big old full moon came up in the east. And you're like, wow, look at that. Because the moon is finally on the opposite side of the sun. And you on the earth is just observing this beautiful cosmic phenomenon. So the opposition, the full moon represents a point of balance. You understand what I'm saying? But it comes in the way of naturally what has been noted because of the the spatial distance in a sense is opposition. You see? This is why listen, Nick, man, <laughs> this is not rocket science. I swear it's not. I swear it's not. It is all about a freaking conscious agreement, man. I'm almost about to give y'all some, I'm going to leak something that we'll talk about in show eight. But damn it, I don't care. Listen, man, you better have, you better have everything that you want crystal clear and put it in the form of imagery. And it should be at the foot of your bed. That's what, now, see, when, when you step into the realm, uh, especially for couples, and you're talking the love aspect, becomes very important. Because now, get rid of the TV, put that there. That becomes the mirror. So you got to keep putting your, because you got to look at yourself. So you got to keep putting the things that you truly have in your mind's eye. You got to have it right there. And we hear the results all the time. But that's it for me on that. It's, it's an oppositional point, and we got to understand that. We got to learn how to balance that energy. And I'm going to tell y'all something, being in the Aquarian age, this is where you see, you know what you see in the world today. You, everything goes. And see, that's the thing. Let me be clear. It don't have to be one certain way as a, as, 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 as a, as a nation of humanity. What's the odds of that anyway? You see what I'm saying? But it's all about your individual pursuit, your stages of development. What makes you happy And keeping that first That's where we have to start That's where it starts right there So it's the hand over the heart And say it I am love Start there Since you say you love people so damn much And you're a loving person Right We say we loving beings Okay Put your hand on your heart And say that you love And, and just see If you have to Struggle with creating a new habit Such as putting your hand on your heart And saying you love yourself So then you have to naturally ask the question Do you really love yourself? Mm. Deep down Like really, really For real, for real Can you really get to that point that Nick was talking about? Like I forgive myself I love you Mm. And and I just love yourself Like yourself too though, right? Oh man, you you supposed to do that first automatically, but you know again, man, we live in a world, man, where you love stuff and you don't like stuff. It's the weirdest thing I've ever done. I said, this is bullcrap. Be crazy. 
No, because now you're definitely telling me love is not the the the, the pinnacle here. You know what I'm saying? I like I like you. I love you, but I don't like you. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That, that sounds more like responsibility. You feel obligated somewhere along the line. You know. But anyway, man, that's that's my spiel on it. You got anything to add? Go ahead. I ain't got nothing to add to that. I think that was pretty thorough today, no. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So that's what it is. Let the people know where you at. Check me out, family. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, my, my online store at NikkiDNovaCollection.BigCartel.com. On the flip side of it, if you want to hear me ramble more about this, this spirituality, Check me out on YouTube at Nikki Builder. Um, that's N-I-K-I Builder, B-U-I-L-C-E-R. Um, I try to post on there um, really whenever whenever the spirit moves me to do so. Um, sometimes I'm doing shows and, and other things that, that um, kind of wrestle down my attention, but uh, you can definitely find uh, more of me sharing my, my thoughts and perspective over there at Nikki Builder on YouTube. For sure. So, again, visit the websites, man. Myastrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab, man. Check out the um, where we at, man. Yeah, check out the retreats, man. Vegas, the Imagination Guru. Hit the membership tab, man. Read up on it, man. Watch the video of the Prime Minister telling you how to engage the imagination. My Astrology Coach. You can go to the membership tab over there as well. And just see, just see what we're talking about, man. Just see what it is. Results, facts. You know what I mean. But this was an awesome show, Nick. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And, um, you know, and it is, it is all good, man. And we signing out, and we see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.